Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. We are brought to you by Caledonian Financial. Thank you, Caledonian, for being a sponsor of the Big Yellow School Bus. We appreciate you so much and all of our other community partners. It is a beautiful Monday. Whoops. Beautiful Thursday recording. <laughs> it's going to be aired on Monday, so there, yes, there we yes. go. We, yeah. we are air broadcast on Monday on 101.7 FM at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, we are blessed to have with us today in the audience, Miss Hannah Miller. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Hannah Miller is the Community Risk Reduction Officer and the Public Information Officer for Columbia Fire and Rescue. And you brought with you a good friend of yours, Mr. Chris Chumley. Welcome, Chris. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. Chris is a uh, firefighter with Columbia Fire and Rescue and been in the business for a little while now, right? We, we had you on the show and you gave us a little history. Correct. Coming up on four years now. Four years now. And also in the in the studio today, we have from Youth Villages, Miss Callista Barberi. Welcome, Callista. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Callista is a foster parent and trainer and recruiter at Youth Villages, and she has also been on the show once before and told us a little bit about her uh, business and her organization and what they do. But we needed an update to make sure everybody understands how important it is what Callista does in our community for the families in Murray County. So um, let's go ahead and first, I want to talk to our Columbia Fire Department. Um, well, Jack, there's one other thing we probably need to add and, go ahead. And, and give a pat on the back. Chris was just recently, I believe, named Firefighter of the Year. Chris, is that so? Uh, last year, last, last year. year, okay, last it was last year's. Yep. Okay, uh, ah, that's now, but awesome. you're the current, you're the current reigning, correct, firefighter yep. of the year. Okay, so uh, did you get congratulations a big, big to him? Crown and everything to go with it? Just a plaque. Just a Just plaque. Just got a plaque. Just a plaque. <laughs> All right. He's on his tour series right now. So you know. <laughs> Chris, that's awesome. Congratulations, thank sir. you. I did not remember that you were the firefighter of the year. I do get those emails from the city, mm-hmm. and so I probably read it, but that was a little bit ago from today, right. so I probably slept too many times to remember. <laughs> um, but congratulations on that. Good good catch there, uh, Coach. Um, so what I have the Columbia Fire and Rescue Department here today for is to talk about something that is near and dear to everyone. And that is the dangers that we face with people texting and driving. All right? Texting, driving, distracted driving. Um, There's so many ways that you can inadvertently have an accident where Chris and his team is going to have to come and respond, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you tell a little bit about it. I haven't even told the name of the program, but we are so blessed to have Hannah approach the school district to ask us if we were willing to do this program. So, Hannah, tell our listening audience about what we are going to be doing. 
So we are going to be launching a Survive to Arrive safe driving campaign in Murray County Public Schools starting the second week of May. We are very fortunate to have been given grant funds through our partnership with Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and General Motors Corporation to be able to hold this program in our local schools to educate students not only on the dangers of distracted driving, but also the dangers of impaired and intoxicated driving, the dangers of not wearing your seatbelt, which we see a lot, and then also speed limits, turn signals, safe driving practices in general. Speed limits, those suggestive signs on the road that suggest I should do a certain limit, they need to be abided by. They're there for your own safety. That's exactly right. And so helping students, you know, young people, they make up the vast majority of the crashes in Murray County. That's sad to hear. Um, Not necessarily fatal, but just car crashes. Understandably, they're young and they're learning, but the more exposure they can have to what you should be doing especially coming from a first responder's perspective, mm-hmm. I think will be very effective in encouraging them to yeah. do what's and right the on program the program that we're, we're going to be implementing at our high schools, and we have a, a, a small portion of it to start this year, and it's going to be at Columbia Central High School. Correct. And it's called Survive to Arrive. Mm-hmm. All right, so I love the name, and, uh, and Survive to Arrive is huge because you need to survive to arrive, okay? And the importance of these things that they're going to teach the students. And it's something we could all listen to. And Mm -hmm. and hopefully on today's show, we can give some of the objectives and some of the things that are important about that. So to me, the objectives are to understand the dangers associated with distracted driving and impaired driving while operating a vehicle, like you said, and to develop the knowledge of safe driving practices to ensure you will be, will survive to arrive wherever the road li- road of life leads. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the the, the, um, the literature I have in front of me, so I was kind of reading it without actually reading it word for word. Um, so important. It I really mean, is. Chris, you have been a firefighter for four years now. One of the most devastating things to you has to be is going to an accident where you know that there's a young person involved and, and most likely there's a good opportunity that there's a cell phone laying on the floor or somebody that, you know, close by that you could have been the culprit for what happened. It, it is. Uh, we see a lot of, of car wrecks that are from distracted driving. Speeding isn't as much, but mainly distracted driving is, is very bad. Every one in four car accidents in the United States is reported to be caused by texting and driving. And so what's important about that particular set of numbers is that's just what we know. So there are lots of people that if they can get away with it, of course, they're not going to admit to distracted driving. We estimate that that is actually much higher. Yeah, I would have to say, I mean, driving down the road, not just young people, but, you know, I see people on when they're moving. At a stoplight, I really don't care. That's what we're checking. Well, you can check something. You might miss that the light turned green, and I'm going to lay on my horn behind you. And they're going to go, what? I'm, 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 I'm okay, you know. So it's not that I'm one of those drivers. I'm like, hey, we only get so much time before the light's going to turn yellow and red again. So I know you just checked your text or did something safely while you were stationary, but let's go. Um, but you see people going down the road, and they literally have their text in front of their steering wheel or even below it, and you can see that they're reading or typing text messages. That is so dangerous. So here's something to think about. If you were traveling, like you're talking, 55 miles an hour down the road, 
you look down at your phone for less than five seconds, you have traveled the length of an entire football field without seeing what's going on around you in a large metal vehicle at 55 miles an hour. So not only are you risking your own life, you're risking the life of everybody else around you, pedestrians, your fellow drivers. And you're thinking, oh, I'm just looking down for less than five seconds to read a message or to even change a song on my phone. Or some people are out there taking selfies. A lot can happen right. in a distance of 360 feet. It, it is scary to think, you know, and and I make it a point to put my po- my phone in my pocket where I cannot get to it while I'm driving. I hear it go off, and then I, I get to a stoplight, and I will take it out and see if it's something important. If it's not, I say, okay, I can get rid of that later. Right back in my pocket, it's going to go. I, I, I just don't want to take that chance of forever being, um, you know, forever being affected by maybe killing somebody because I didn't see them on the side of the road right. or, or causing an accident that causes some damage and, and, or getting somebody hurt. So One of the goals we have with this program is to create the message in each student's mind, is it worth, before I grab my phone while I'm driving, is it worth risking my life or risking the lives of those around me? If the answer is no, which pretty much 100% of the time it's going to be no, yeah. leave it alone. It can wait. Statistically, according to the literature I have in front of me, it says that there are nearly 40,000 lives lost in the United States every year due to motor vehicle accidents. Just in the United States alone. Just in the United States. That's 40,000 people that may have lost their lives in a motor vehicle accident. And a lot of that can be attributed to distracted driving, correct? Correct. Now, fatal accidents, um, moving into one of the other topics we're going to be covering in the Survive to Arrive campaign, 40% of all fatal accidents, um, intoxication, is a factor. So we've got 40,000 motor vehicle accidents, but 40,000 of those are due to impaired or intoxicated driving. 40%, that, you mean? 40%. Yeah. So that can that can not only mean drunk driving, there are people that drive on medications they're prescribed right. that they shouldn't be driving on. And, clearly says right on that label. Correct. Avoid driving, if at all possible. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's another scary statistic, that uh, impaired is that high in today's age. Um, I was young. I was smart. I did not, you know, by any means ever get in behind the wheel of my vehicle when I knew I was had been drinking. It Very was just a, it was just a no no because I had too many friends that I know that didn't make it mm-hmm. or were injured for life because they made a bad decision or somebody else made a bad decision. Yeah. So it's very, very important. And I, I this whole program is going to be a great uh, addition um, to people getting their licenses and first-time drivers and, and stuff like that. I believe in our school district now, driver's education is supplied by outside vendors. It right. is, um, and that's that's very important to still have that. But I think that what makes this program so unique and so effective is that it's a partnership between local first responders and local law enforcement. I mean, it's our plea to the students, hey, we don't want to ever come and find you injured on a call. We don't ever want to see this. We've seen enough of this already. Please listen to what we're saying. Follow these simple rules and you will more than likely survive to arrive to wherever the road of life is going to lead you. I like that. Chris, what do you think? 
I think this is going to be a great opportunity to, like she said, just to, to reiterate, it's a great opportunity to connect us with the students and and tell them, be able to tell them one-on-one, it's not just a commercial, it's not just an ad, it is us saying to them, please don't make us have to come to your car accident. Right. Calista, I know you're just sitting back there and you're listening to all this, and you're sitting here in the studio, so I, I don't want you to sit there the whole 20 minutes of the first segment and just say, well, that was really neat when we go to commercial. <laughs> this affects everybody. I mean, you're a foster parent and trainer. This affects the people that you are dealing with, too. They, they Just knowing these things is going to be helpful for your organization, I'm sure. Absolutely. I know that um, I I go all over the place. I cover 15 different counties for my job. And so not only is this a good reminder for me, um, working with our teens, um, that's what my background is in, is working with our uh, teens aging out of foster care. And we talk about that because I took a lot of teens to get their permit and to get their driver's lessons. And so we talked a lot about safety on the road um, and in that department as well. So this is a, a, a kind of this is a good resource for me to um also pass on to our life set program and be like hey make sure you talk to our teens about this as well absolutely i like this um this um literature i have in front of me it's a it's a like a meme picture right okay you can't show that on the radio obviously but it says no text search post glance email is worth a life and it shows somebody in a car driving down the road on a yellow stripe in the middle of the road that's so true it's not, never worth a life. Never. You know, there's. I hope you're listening on the radio today and, you, and the podcast later, and, and you can share this with somebody, that you heard this, you know this, you preach it. It's okay to preach this kind of message mm-hmm. daily. I mean, if, you, if you think about it, it's, it's so important that people understand and know that we care enough to tell them things like this. And we care enough to say, don't do that text or search for something or post something or glance at it or email or anything. Don't drive while intoxicated. These things are, are, are destined for bad. Nobody thinks it's going to happen to them, but it happens each and every day. Yes, it does. And Chris can testify to that. Absolutely. He's over there shaking his head to a lot of this, just listening. And it's like it's powerful to think that we have a firefighter in the room that is a first responder that has seen these things in person and knows. And, Chris, I don't want you ever to have to go to any of these anymore. I don't want you ever Absolutely. to have any kind of thing, especially um, where it could unavoidable. Some accidents are, you know, there's accidents going to happen. Small fender bears are going to happen. There's just sometimes it's just the way that it, things happen. But if it can be avoided, we need to help them understand how to avoid it. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about this um, program, um, Hannah, and how did we end up getting such a great program here in Murray County? So this um, this program was the brainchild of Columbia Fire and Rescue working with Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and General Motors Corporation. This is kind of piggybacking off of our car seat program, which is another thing I'd like to touch on before our conversation what was that again? over today. Columbia Fire and Rescue's Child Passenger Safety Seat Program, or our Car Seat Program. Car Seat Program, yeah. So that is what we had initially started doing. Um, with our community partners and the ultimate goal of course was to get more children safer on the road that program has grown um, tremendously 
and that has led to us um, looking for more ways to branch out to create more safety and awareness on the road, and that led to the creation of Survive to Arrive. So we're still doing both programs. We've actually got a car seat event coming up on May 14th. That's a Saturday, and it's going to be held at Station 5 out there near Neapolis in the in the North Murray County area. Um so we hope to see you there from 10 to 2. We're going to be doing free car seat inspections. And if you've got an expired car seat or if you don't have a car seat at all, Columbia Fire and Rescue will provide you with one. That is such a great, great feature that we have in our county. Um, and we've advertised before, if you are a subscriber to the MCPS News, it's the school and, news, uh, school and community newsletter. I have a flyer in that newsletter that tells you a little bit about it. Um, um, and it's also sponsored by... I got Bree's homemade ice cream on there. Yeah, so Bree, I don't know if many members of the community have had her homemade ice cream yet, I've but heard it is. Of it. Oh, it's absolutely delicious. So she's going to be set up out there that day um, offering ice cream to any children who might be waiting on their car seat to and be inside. This is homemade ice cream. So I'm just like salivating, oh, it's good salivating right here thinking about it because one of the things I do like, even though I don't eat many carbs, Ice cream technically doesn't have a lot of carbs in it. It's more of sugar and stuff. Eh, it probably has a little bit anyway, but it, it's so good. Right, Callista? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to bring my kids just to have the ice cream. There oh, you go. <laughs> bring it on. We would, we would love to have you. So if you're listening to the show, um, if you're on the podcast at a later date, I apologize. But if you're listening to the show current on the radio or really soon on the podcast, it's May 14th. At Fire Station Number Five, which is at twenty six thirty three Nashville Highway, and that's from ten a.m. to two p.m. Give us some landmarks for the Station Number Five. So Spring Hill High School is located directly behind Fire Station Number Five. Okay, so, so the same turn in that you would use to access Spring Hill High School is okay. the turn in that you're going to use to access Columbia Fire. All right, so this is the fire station. Yep, and we'll have signs and everything set up, too, so you'll be able to see it from Highway 31. All right, located right next to our Spring Hill High School. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so important. Spread the word. Let people know. May 14th from 10 to 2, you can learn and even get a car seat correctly installed in your vehicle for your student, for your, for your, for your baby, yes, for your, for your little little one. The only rule is that you've got to have the child with you because we cannot install a car seat correctly without the child being present. We've got to make sure it's fitted just right for them. That makes sense. But other than that, come on do out. Do you attend these events, Hannah? Yes, I will be there. All I will right. be there from 10 to 2. Chris, do you attend these events? I do if I'm on shift. Okay. Uh, so if, if I'm on shift and at that station, of course, I will be there. If I'm not on shift, I may or may not. Callista says she's going to be there because she wants to try. Some <laughs> now I tell you, I may be there for the ice cream. There you go. That's <laughs> just leading to the ice cream. Say, Mike, why why not come yeah, for the ice cream? That's right. I mean, of course I now my my kids are you know way beyond the yeah, car seat my, stage. Mine are grown and having but, kids, but none, so uh, but uh, nobody ever outgrows the ice cream part of that. I'll oh. Tell you what, so. there's nothing like a good bowl of ice cream, and especially when you're talking homemade ice cream. Um, so, again, mark your calendars: May 14th, 10 to 2. At the fire station number five next to Spring Hill High School. Well, this Survive to Arrive program and, and this information we're sharing today is priceless. Um, I can't uh, tell our listening audience how important it is to get this message out to your youth, to your drivers that are just getting on the road. Um, do whatever you can. If, it, if your phone has the ability to have an app, 
that won't allow them to use it while they're driving, please do that. Okay? So I'm being told it's time to take a break. So we'll be back with Callista Barberi, Hannah Miller, Chris Chumley, after a word from our sponsor. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen, and you are tuned in to 101.7 FM WKOM Columbia, Tennessee. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinics, our Right Care Primary Care Clinic that's open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And the Kroger Shopping Center now has a new primary care provider, Miss Terry Locker. You may know her from Columbia State or the Murray Regional Medical Center ER. If you are tired of being rushed in and out of your primary care provider's office, come see Terry. She's going to sit down with you, treat you like family, and get your health care needs under control. Right Care Primary Care, open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. We are brought to you by... Caledonian Financial. I'm in here getting photos taken of me, and I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Hannah. Um, I appreciate that. Um, We are going to switch gears just a little bit here. We're going to keep everybody in the audience. So our Survive to Arrive firefighter extraordinaire, Chris Chumley, is still here, and Hannah is still here, the public information officer for our Columbia Fire and Rescue. But let's talk now a little bit about what Youth Villages is, Calista. Could you tell our listening audience a little bit about 
what you do. Yes. Um, Youth Villages is a nonprofit organization, and we are involved in several different um, aspects of Murray County. We do crisis services. We do in-home services, helping to keep families together and children out of state custody. Um, my background is with the LifeSet program, so I used to work with kids aging out of foster care. And then um, my role right now is, at a, is as a foster parent trainer and recruiter with Youth Villages. So we have a foster care program where we contract with the state and kids who are in-state custody. We provide foster homes for them. And my job specifically is to um, train and recruit the foster parents. So I teach the foster parent training classes. I talk about the need for foster parents. And then I write the home study and hand our families off to our clinical team who then provide that in-home counseling to the foster children and the foster family together. That's pretty cool. Was that your phone that dropped? Yes, I apologize. For those, <laughs> for those of you wondering what, what uh, just crashed through yeah. our door. <laughs> you know, everybody carries a cell phone, and, and uh, they seem to be really have great cameras on them nowadays. Thanks, Hannah, again. Um, I want to tell you, I, I'm on your website right now, Calista, and you guys have an excellent-looking website. I really like it a lot. But there's some things I wanted to read here on your website that I think are things that people wouldn't know. Um, that one in 20 children and youth in the U.S. are currently in state foster care systems. Yes. That's um, a pretty staggering number when you think about it, one in 20 mm-hmm. students. It is. It is. It's a lot. Um, and I know that we currently have our other number that we like to throw around. Is, well, we don't like to throw it around, but it's been consistent that we have about 8,000 kids who are currently in state custody, and we have about 4,000 foster homes right now. And... On top of that, there are 120,000 plus waiting for a new family. Yes. Through adoption. Mm-hmm. So I remember last time you were on the show, we talked about the ability to adopt and, and, and how important it was. Absolutely. Especially our teenagers, because they know that um, families in general are a little more afraid of adopting and fostering our teenagers than they are younger kids. So, um, But it's such a great opportunity. I always tell people that's, that's why I transitioned from working with kids aging out of foster care to recruiting families, because I got to see the difference that a really good foster or foster to adopt home made in the life of a child who is about to age out of the system. Um, they're such a vulnerable population. They're way more likely to be um, have teen pregnancy, to be trafficked, to end up incarcerated and end up homeless or on drugs and alcohol. And um, having a stable family can make all the difference in the life of a child who's about to age out of the foster care system. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct on that stable family um, portion. And there are so many facets to why young people get in trouble right now. And if they have that stable family and they have that loving, caring family, the ones that will tell them to survive to arrive, that will tell them to please don't text and, and, and drive at the same time, that's going to be huge. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I don't, I'm not probably ever going to adopt, I don't think. I might. You know, Calista might talk me into it. <laughs> um, but you guys are, you are actually the, the in-between, right, between adoption Yes, we can do both. um, I I train, I tell people, if you want to adopt out of the foster care system, it's the same training process, whether you just want to foster and help kids reunify with their biological families, or if your goal is to adopt out of the foster care system. It's the same training process. It's the same home study. The only thing is that I put a note in the home study saying that you are interested in adopting out of the foster care system. And then if we have kids who are already eligible for adoption, we are more likely to place you with a child that's already eligible for adoption. 
And you guys are were primarily started in Tennessee? Yes, we started out of Memphis um, in a group home. They handed the group home to Pat Waller, our CEO, mm-hmm. and they were like, this group home is about to fail. So you should either you either need to revitalize this group home or we're going to shut everything down. And 30 years later, we're in 15 different states. Okay, well, on the website, it says a little different. It says 24 states, 94 oh, well, locations, and 88% success rate. Wow. So not to contradict you, but I'm looking no, that's at it good. right now. That's good. That's yeah, good. that is good. <laughs> and it shows a map, and they, they have the color. And it's primarily right now South Central, Middle Tennessee, you know, um, Tennessee and the states around us um, that are primary. And then, but for some reason, you go all the way up to, like, Washington. Mm-hmm. And Nevada, and um, I don't know what the state is right below Washington. See, I'm not very good job. Geography wasn't Oregon. Oregon. Okay, thank you very much, Oregon. Um, So you're not only big in this region, but you're now expanding to other parts of the country with this successful program called Youth Villages. Yes, Youth Villages is, um, we work really hard, and my background working with the clinical department, and I wrote some of my master's program papers on how our programs are evidence-based, and if we don't get results, then we adjust how we do our interventions with our programs to get results, to get that 88% results, and because of that, we have been allowed to expand into other states because we're able to prove that our programs work, and um, that's a really big deal. I I brag on our clinical team. Um, I'm recruit foster parents, but I also recruit staff because I'm so enthusiastic about working with youth villages. And um, I believe it's just a really great place to work. And we do a really good job of training our clinical staff to work with our families in a way that's actually going to yield results. Um, And you can see with the way our programs have expanded across the United States. That is so cool. And fostering has got to be one of those really I imagine if you're fostering and, and you get a child that is is in need of the love and the caring and, and everything that goes with that, it may be hard at first, but I admit you're going to see some great results and it's going to be very rewarding. Absolutely. I had a foster parent one time compare the journey of foster parenting to being like a roller coaster because you you it's it's a whole adventure because there's the highs and the lows. And then when you get done, you're like... Whoa, that was that was a lot, but it was totally <laughs> worth it. And that's and, what I say exactly on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I had a friend um, who was interest who had talked to me about fostering, and she was like, "I just don't know if I can handle all the highs and lows." And I was like, "That's something that we really want. That's why I have a job is because I talk to people about it is an investment in the life of a child, and it is it's a sacrifice. It's it's a job to take care of someone's child in your home that is not biologically your own." And we understand that. And that's why we have an intensive training process. That's why we offer 24-7 support to all of our foster parents. That's why we offer in-home counseling once a week. And sometimes we're in the home more than that if we have a child who really needs that intensive counseling. So we're not going to leave you hanging. But we do know that it's it's a big investment to to pour love and life into a child that may not be in your home forever. Right. Youth Villages is saving lives, too. They are. They really are. When you look at the big picture... The one way you can make a difference is helping the young person in this community to make sure that they know somebody cares about them, somebody loves them, somebody's going to help them through getting the growing that takes place, you know, from being a young elementary all the way through high school. Um, It's so important, and I like how you said that, Hannah. That was really good um, because it's so true. 
Absolutely. That is a huge part of our training process is that we say, you know, this is trauma. This is how trauma affects the brain. We talk a lot about, um, we have like pictures of the brain in our training process and how like a, a physical picture of a brain looks different for a child who's experienced trauma as opposed to one who um, has had a fairly normal, healthy upbringing. And um, we talk about tips and tricks for parenting, but the biggest part of that is just developing a relationship with the child that's in your home and showing them that they are loved and that they're worthy of love because they may have never experienced that right. before coming into your home. And that's sad to think that any child would ever think that they're not loved. Yes. Um, you know, being my age, I have grandchildren, and I, I sometimes, you know, you think, oh, man, the grandkids are here. But hold it, wait, the grandkids are here. <laughs> so you, you actually think this is a blessing, not a hindrance, or I've got other things to do, but you know what? It's way better to hang out with grandkids and teach them things. In fact, my grandson and I, we are in the process of binge-watching some really great TV shows together. And so every time he comes over to my house every other weekend or whenever he can, he goes, are we going to watch our show? Are we going to watch our show? So he gets excited about it, and I think that's so cool. And that's part of mentoring. That's part of everything that's involved with showing them so much care and love that it's It's building that relationship. Yeah, it really is building the relationship. Um, my grandson is so smart and we we are actually both like sci-fi. So of course I won't even get into what we're watching, but it's a lot of fun and we really, really enjoy it to the point where I didn't, couldn't find something initially when he was younger to made him go, Oh, I can't wait to be there and see grandpa so we can see that do this. But that's what you need in foster parents, right? Absolutely. That's that's the biggest takeaway from our classes is that um, there are going to be hardships, and I don't try to sugarcoat that with our foster parents. We're going to have kids that have trauma responses, and it's going to show up in some really weird behaviors. Sometimes you're going to have kids who sometimes are hoarding food because they've um, experienced food scarcity and they weren't fed properly. We have kids who um, sometimes act out because that's the only way that they were able to get attention before. And so understanding that our job is to be that calm, consistent loving presence in a child that may have never experienced that before and just reminding them that we are going to love them regardless of what they have experienced before they came into our home. That's a big part of our training process and reminding that no matter how they show up, our job is to love them as long as they're in our homes. I love that. And you said something about recruitment, not just um, foster parents, but actually employees. Yes. How are you guys sitting? I know in today's world right now, it seems like a lot of places are struggling to find um, good people to work for them. And how are you guys sitting? And how do you go about getting a job with youth villages? I would love to talk about that. Um, We are always hiring. Um, I love to brag on youth villages and we do, we do a great job um, hiring and training our staff and the people. I, I just met with them on Tuesday. I check in on Tuesdays with my foster care team and see how things are going. And every time I talk to them, I'm like, man, we have such a great team right now. But I also talked to our clinical supervisor and she was like, we definitely need more staff. Um, just like everyone else right mm-hmm. now needs more clinical staff. And so um, there are people, if you go to youthvillages.org, there's a careers page and you can apply um, through the careers. Also, if you find me on social media, I have people message me fairly often and say, hey, I know you said you really love working at Youth Villages. Can you talk to me more about the different jobs? I've done 
at least three different jobs, and I work with people in other departments. And so if you have a question about a department that I don't work in, um, I probably worked in it before, or I know somebody who has worked in that department, so I can talk to you about what that job entails. Um, I even told somebody yesterday who applied for a job, I said, hey, if you apply for this job, message me and let me know when your interview is, and I'll talk to you. We can, like, interview prep for it because because I'm just so passionate about um, working are, in these villages and I just think it's such a great place to work. Um, and I just tell people all the time, I'm like, if you get in, you're not going to want to leave because it feels like this big family. And even though it's a social work job, it's nonprofit, there are definitely challenges, especially with families who are struggling or kids who have had behaviors. Like it is a counseling job. You're going to get great hours towards whatever licensure, if you're working towards licensure as a counselor or an LCSW, this is a great place to get that. Um, but um, it's you are definitely going to feel supported as an employee working with youth villages. I can't, I, I can't disagree with that anymore. And the, the fact that you're passionate, and I have also Chris and, and Hannah here on the show, the passion here that you hear on this show today is real, folks. These people, they live for what they do. Chris is a firefighter. Hannah loves her job doing what she does for Columbia Fire and Rescue. And Callista, you just amazed me with the energy level and the enthusiasm you have for everything that you guys do at Youth Villages. And again, that address is youthvillages.org. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to go back to your website and brag a little bit more. I am on there right now, and one of my all-time favorite rock stars is on your homepage. Yep. And that is Mr. Steven Tyler. And Mr. Steven Tyler started a fund. Would you tell our listening audience a little bit about that? Yes. He started a fund called Janie's Fund, um, and it's based off of one of his songs, and it's for girls who have been in abused situations, and it's to keep them safe. So some of that funding has gone to help our, especially our girls in our life set program who are aging out. And um, some of it has also gone to help with some of our residential programs. That's the really intensive uh, counseling that our girls receive there as well. I think I know that song and it, it was a, it's a catchy song, but the, the song has meaning. If you really look and read or even listen to the words closely, mm-hmm. it's kind of a scary lyrics to that song because it is why he started Janie's Fund. And, and and it's really great that you have such a uh, popular um, person on your website like Steven Tyler. We are very thankful for the people who have decided to use their platform to help support what Youth Villages is doing in the state of Tennessee. And and I see that with all kinds of personalities around the, the nation and the, the world that they they do help out like Steven's doing right now with Youth Villages. And they step up and they use their personality and, and the things that they are can draw attention to. Um, you know, another one of my uh, favorite rock stars, um, Ted Nugent. People don't know about Ted Nugent, but he's very passionate about helping people. They just remember that he was a pretty heavy-duty rock person. But if you ever met him like I have, he's really down-to-earth, and he loves to do things for nonprofits and charities and help out in his community. So that... I. <laughs> I just, I'm just really excited about having Stephen Taylor in here. I want to go do something for Janie's Fund now because I didn't realize that was his. Mm-hmm. I love that, yes. And there are, there are a few different ways that, um, like Youth Villages always says, if you want to, to donate and to make a difference, you get to see where all of that is going with our different um, outreaches in the community. And so you can, you can see on our website where our programs are making a difference and where your dollars are going. Yeah, this, again, great website. Um, 
uh, a lot of people could will see this and, and say the same thing when they they visit it youthvillages.org it's it's full of great information it's uh, nicely put together it's eye catching um excellent information um now if i wanted to be a foster is it something i could do through the website sign up and and submit my name and say you know what i've thought hard long and hard about it and i want to make a difference and i want to help foster is there tell us some of the big requirements is is it something that just anybody can do or do you have to pass um background checks and stuff like that tell us a little bit about that yes our um just so you know you can find all of this information at youthvillages.org slash foster care there's a frequently asked questions page but i'll briefly go over it um you can submit an inquiry on there and if you're in the south central area it goes directly to me and i'll be the one talking to you um and then there are a few things you do have to pass some background checks if there's anything um violent in your background that would probably disqualify you um you do have to be a minimum age to be with youth villages because we are therapeutic foster care you have to be a minimum age of 25 um you can be part of you can be single you can be married you can be cohabitating um we accept uh heterosexual and same-sex couples um so we don't discriminate that way but there are minimum residency requirements you have to be in the state for six months if you are with a partner you have to either be cohabitating for three years or married for a year so there's a few qualifications like that it and doesn't sound real hard though. it 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 isn't. Um, you don't have to be rich. You just have to be able to pay your bills. Um, and so that's the basic requirements. Um, I have people who call me and say, hey, I'm not ready to commit yet. I just want to talk about it. And so I'll be on the phone for an hour just answering questions, which is great because I could talk about foster care all day. And then I have some that are like, I was ready yesterday. Sign me up for classes tomorrow. I'm going to be certified as soon as I finish class. And I can do that too. What is your current status? Are, do you have enough fosters or you need more? <clears throat> I always need more foster parents. I don't think we will ever have – I don't think we'll ever reach the point where we have enough. Um, and we get calls from DCS sometimes saying that we have teenagers sleeping in the office, and they're like, can we put a mattress down in someone's foster home that's already at capacity just so that this kid can sleep in a home instead right. of in our offices? Instead so of sitting in we a cold office during the night. Yes. All right. Well, I'm being told we got to take a break here. Callista, your passion is contagious. Um, and I really enjoy listening to you tell about Youth Villages. Um, this Survive to Arrive, you're absolutely right. It's just like Youth Villages. You guys are all doing a great job helping save lives. So I'm getting the signal now, so we'll be back with the word after our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% 
of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. This is George Plaster. For the very best in sports, join us from 2 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday on 1017 WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Tennessee is one of the best places to fish in the country. From smallmouth bass to crappie, from largemouth bass to trout, you can't forget about musky, walleye, and catfish either. That's just a partial list. Our state holds several world record catches. Learn more about where to go and how to catch these fish in Tennessee by visiting tnwildlife.org. You can pick up your license online at gooutdoorstennessee.com. Here we go. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back. We're all walking on sunshine today, listening to that music and learning about what is happening at Columbia Fire and Rescue and Youth Villages. I want to go right back to Youth Villages real quick and Let's talk about some opportunities. You probably have great volunteer opportunities. Say you don't want to necessarily want to become a foster, but you want to help out. Absolutely. Um, one of the most common ways that I refer people to our volunteer opportunities is when they come to me and say, I want to make a difference in the life of a, of a young person, but I'm not ready to be a foster parent or to open up my home, or I don't live in a space that is feasible to having a child in my home. We have a mentorship program where you can partner with um, the children who are in our residential facility, and um, both in Memphis and in Nashville, and you can mentor a child. Um, it's the same place in the website. Um, There's a place to sign up to find more about being a foster parent. And there's another um, section where you can fill out an application to become a mentor. Um, And we've had some people who start out as mentors and they fall in love with a child and find out that they're eligible for adoption. And so they go through our fostering and foster to adopt program and they end up adopting the child that they were mentoring, which is a what a great thing. Um, Anybody, I always do this, anybody and everybody can be a mentor. Um, you still have to pass certain background no, I mean, checks, but yes. I mean, I mean not yes. just in your program, but oh, yes, in absolutely. life. Yes. 
Um, I've had so many people that didn't realize they, mm-hmm. I, I looked up to them and they became my mentor because of what they did in, in their life. Absolutely. And they didn't actually have to sign up to be one, but I love that you have mentoring available. I love that you have volunteer opportunities available. And what about, do you guys hold any community events or anything where people can come and learn or are you available to go and talk to organizations? Yes, um, I do both. Uh, last November, we hosted an event with Amber Falls Winery for Adoption Awareness Month, and um, we had a band, and we had food trucks, and we had information, and we had people share about their adoption stories. So we have events like that going on, and we like to promote them when they when they come up. Next month is um, Foster Care Awareness Month. So that's a really big opportunity to, if your business wants to share our flyers and our information, and yes, absolutely, I could come and talk to groups. I said, hey, you put me in front of a group of five or a group of uh, thousands and I will talk about foster parenting and the need for more foster parents or I also do trainings Um, I've talked about human trafficking I've talked about trauma-informed parenting strategies and I talk about how trauma affects the brain and so if you have a group and you want me to come talk to them um, give me a call and I will show up that's awesome and the foster care awareness month is in May yes it is is that traditionally every year in May yes it is what is going to happen then? Is there some big event going on for Youth Villages then? We have a virtual event for our foster parents, and we recognize and celebrate with them. We're partnering with the Department of Children's Services, and we're doing a big foster parent appreciation event. And then um, we are sponsoring different events like the Women in Business with the Chamber. We're uh, partnering with them and we talk about fostering and um, the different opportunities there and then if there are other businesses that want us to come or if they want to have our flyers out um, or have a yard sign I have I have so many yard signs we have that's a that's our big push to bring more awareness for the need for more foster parents that's a great idea and partnerships and sponsorships and uh, funding how do you manage to do all you do Um, Thankfully, we have a whole department that handles all of that. You can go through our website. There's a contact person who specifically handles partnerships with businesses. Um, If you reach out to me and you want to know more information, I can get you in contact with that department. So I'm sure you always need help financially. Absolutely. um, Physically, you need people to be in places to help. Okay, Columbia Fire and Rescue, same thing. Do you guys have opportunities, um, partnerships, events? Um, volunteering. One thing that we've got going on really exciting right now, it's it's not really a volunteer event, but you can volunteer to participate, is Columbia Fire and Rescue has just recently launched our very first Citizens Fire Academy. So you do have to be 18 and up as of right now to participate in the Columbia Fire and Rescue Citizens Fire Academy, but it is a great way for citizens to learn all about what happens at their local fire department. They get to participate in training exercises. They get to actually run through a search and rescue scenario, a fire scene scenario. They learn how to use ropes, ladders. They learn about vehicle extrication. All really great stuff. I love that. The Citizens... I'm losing my voice today. Citizens Fire Academy is a great, great idea. Um, We are about at that point where we need to go to shout-outs and give me a chance to get my voice back. 
So, Hannah, you'll be up first on shout-outs on the Big Yellow School Bus. All right, so I've got a couple shout-outs for today. First, of course, I really have to thank our community partners, the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and General Motors, for making our car seat program and Survive to Arrive Safe Driving program possible. Without them, Columbia Fire and Rescue would not be able to do what we're doing in the community. I also have to give a shout-out to Tennessee Highway Patrol. Uh, Trooper Chris Hanna has been instrumental in helping us design this curriculum as you know the Tennessee Highway Patrol has been in this business for a long time of trying to get people to be a little bit safer out on the road each and every day. They respond just like we do. So thank you to them. That's my shout out for today. Remember, survive to arrive. Survive to arrive to wherever the road of life leads. Thank you, Hannah. Chris, do you have a shout out today? I do. So I always have to shout out all the great men and women at Columbia Fire and Rescue. They do a phenomenal job day in and day out. And I, I love everybody there. They're great to work with, and uh, they're family to me. Absolutely. I second that. Absolutely. I can see where that's a big family. Um, Callista, do you have a shout-out? Um, yes, I have a couple. One, um, shout-out to the Right Care Clinic because they do free foster parent physicals for all of my families that are going through certifications. Um, he was like, I don't want them to have to pay, so if they need a place, we will absolutely do them for free, so we're really thankful for that. Um, and then to my clinical team over in the foster care counseling department, I was like, I am so thankful for what you do because you're so passionate about making a difference in the lives of the kids, and um, they make it easy for me to brag on them. Excellent. Excellent. Coach, you have a shout out today. Yeah, mine mine's a couple of what what we might call softballs or whatever, but they're you know, they're easy ones to do and stuff like that. My first one is to the to the firefighters again. Uh, you know, just the, a, a quick picture of what a firefighter is. Everybody else, when you see a fire, a house fire, something like that, we're running away from it to save our lives. Those guys are running to it mm-hmm. to save our lives. And uh that's you know, that's just the picture. And then not only do they save lives, they also save structures, save property as much as possible on that. And that's a huge, huge benefit to the community and, and stuff like that. So give them, you know, pat on the back. They they uh, they do a lot of work. Uh, they they risk their they, you know they do risk their lives for us on a regular basis, and uh, we appreciate them. Also to our foster parents, uh, you know, you put yourself out there. Uh, you 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 literally uh, put your emotions you you put your love out there for these kids who are needing an adult at this time. One thing I would you know encourage to people thinking about it: kids want boundaries. They want somebody to kind of put their arms around them and say, "Here's your boundaries. Stay within this, and I'm going to help you do that." They're going to they'll fight you, they'll buck you, they'll they'll moan and groan about it, but they want it. And those that that do it well, those that uh, that that can foster kids, you're you're gonna find that down the road that uh, that it's greatly appreciated, and you're doing huge service. And again, as it's, as Hannah mentioned earlier, you are saving lives that way. What a great shout out! Um, I'm gonna build upon that, and I want to shift on my shout out a little bit because I want to shout out to all the Hannahs, to all the Chris's, to all the Callistas, and myself and and you, Coach, the people that advocate, the people that are passionate about helping. My shout-out goes to you. Thank you for what you do in this community. Without you, we couldn't do half of what we need to do. So thank you to everybody who makes a difference in Murray County, at Murray County Public Schools, and in this world. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank you for joining us with Youth Villages, Columbia Fire and Rescue, Hannah Miller, 
Chris Chumley, Callista Barberi, and of course, of course, Mr. Mike Lau, Coach Mike Lau. Thank you, and y'all have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM.